This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What is going on, everybody? Welcome into another edition of the Daily Energy News Beat Stand Up here on this gorgeous Tuesday, January 25th, 2023. As always, I'm your humble, humble correspondent, Michael Tanner, coming to you from an undisclosed location here in Dallas, Texas. Stewart is out today. He has contracted the Zika virus. We are all of our thoughts and prayers are with him. We hope he survives. But until his return, I will hold down the fort. And we have a great, great show for you lined up today, guys. I've got four stories I want to cover specifically in the first segment. Then I really also want to talk about Matador and their acquisition. But first, guys, we've got Russian exports plunged by 820,000 barrels last week. We have to cover what's going on there. Stu also ran an article today on China tightening the grip as dominant LNG buyer with long-term deals. He also ran, Germany is still years away from replacing Russian gas capacity. Um, it, it's, it's pretty crazy to see how much LNG capacity they actually need to replace from Russia moving forward. Also, offshore is back baby. Lots of production growth going on right now in the offshore space. Well, uh, Stu ran a great article on that today. Again, I will then move over and cover some finance-related things. Oil's up to about 80 80- dollars and 16 cents right now. Nat gas has tumbled a little bit to $3.22. Um, but we did see a big M&A deal out there with Matador coming in and swiping up advanced energy holding partners, $1.6 billion in cash. Whoop, whoop. Big numbers. We'll talk about what that means for Lee County, New Mexico and Ward County. Those are where those two counties are um, and what that means for the rest of the industry. I'll cover all that in a bag of chips, guys. First, check us out online, www.energynewsbeat.com dashboard.energynewsbeat.com, the best place for all of your oil and gas news. I will keep it short with the pleasantry, so I'll just dive right in. I I, I mean, it really is a big day. I think the biggest story that I saw run through was this Russian exports. I mean, everybody's been talking about price caps. What do price caps mean for Russian uh, revenues, Russian exports? What's that going to do to Russia's ability to fund really what this war in Ukraine? Data is looking like it's actually impacting it a little bit. We've got top headline here. Russian oil shipments plunge 820,000 barrels per week or per day last week. Total Russian seaborne crude oil exports stood at 2.98 million barrels per day. Russian revenues from oil, albeit still massive, have declined in recent ranks, according to various estimates. That's pretty insane. That 820,000 barrels represents a 22% decrease week over week crude oil shipments, which at you know, later on this article, you know, they mentioned that that Finland-based Center for Research on Energy and Clean Air, Sarah, that did that EU oil ban price estimate that said basically about $174 million a day is what that price cap is costing Russia. I mean, that's pretty insane. That's just considering that's how much more money they're making on top of that. But you're talking $175 million per day, you know, 
bring that out by another 820,000 barrels being being ripped off. There, there's actually a significant cut here. Now, obviously, the revenues they're still getting from oil, as again, this article mentions, is absolutely massive. And so I don't necessarily think the price caps are necessarily impacting his strategy other than the, 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 than maybe you know, it's it, it's an accounting error at, at the end of the year. And, you know, we're already on to 2023, a new budget. Now, again, as they move to a system that's much more isolated, he's going to rely on crude oil more and more to be able to flow funds around and be able to get, you know, dollars that are, you know, worthwhile on the market versus being, you know, having everybody accept rubles. Now, th- there is some something to be said. They're, they're, they're trying to, to make sure that the ruble gets reinstituted around the world. They, they, they did that a few times and not reinstituted, I should say, but but, but they, they've tried to accept payment and that it's not really working. But you know, it, it's clear these Russian price caps or these EU price caps are working to what degree. I, who knows? But it is definitely impacting their oil shipments, you know, down 820,000 uh, barrels per day. So, you know, I, in my opinion, I think that was the biggest news today. Probably what buoyed oil prices was not necessarily this news, specifically, even though, you know, a drop in supply would fall with drop in demand or in oil prices. But I think we're seeing some other factors which I'll cover later. Stu ran this, which I thought was really good. China tightens grip as dominant LNG buyer um, with long-term deals. You know, China is quickly becoming the dominant force in liquefied natural gas with Chinese buyers accounting for 40% of the recent long-term LNG contracts among global players. Chinese energy major Sinopec Group reached a 27-year agreement with state-owned Qatar Energy late last year to buy 4 million tons of LNG annually. The imports are due to begin around 2026. As a key client, China's also negotiating to invest in invest in a massive Qatari project to expand LNG output. China, you know, is already in bed with Qatar Energy. We know they signed that 27 uh, year long deal. And, you know, what did it say? Four million tons of LNG. Of course, they're now going to get involved and buy one. China's doing everything they can to secure their energy future. They're, they're, they're doing a great job of that. You know, they've got cheap LNG. We ran, We talked about two days ago. Their coal output and our imports have increased significantly. So they're doing the things that they need to do, or feel they need to do, to secure their energy future. Now, I'm no fan of the Chinese government. You know, red, white, and blue over here. But you have to say, give credit where credit is due. You know, they're they're doing a great job of achieving low cost energy. So you know, I think there's another interesting point here. The article says over. You know, in 2021 and 2022, China closed long-term LNG purchasing contracts worth nearly 50 million tons a year, according to Rystad Energy. We love Rystad over there in, I think they're the Netherlands. You know, they also mentioned that spot transactions accounted for 40 to 50% of Chinese natural gas imports, well above the 30% estimate for Japan. Um, that's got to be a typo for Japan, but man, can't run anything on this website now. But you know, I, I think the point is China is going to be a global energy player for a while, and they're uh, the main reason why oil and gas prices move with what China does is because they are such a large buyer. And I think that's that's really the point of this article. You know, next up we've got Germany still years away from replacing Russian gas capacity. Um, this is a Bloomberg article. Chancellor Olaf Scholz 
told Bloomberg last week that the country has learned its lesson from being too dependent on Russia. The goal was now to build capacity that gives Germany the chance to have as much gas as it had before the invasion without importing from Russia, he said. But it'll take until 2026 for Germany to install 56 billion cubic meters of domestic LNG import capacity, about the same and imported by pipe from Russia in 2021. The economic ministry wrote in an answer to a set of questions by the left party. Hmm, I wonder what they think. Um, by 2030, those capacities are seen at 76.5 billion cubic meters or about 80% of total German gas consumption in 2021. Yeah, it's not easy to just switch energy sources. It's why China plays the long game. We just covered what they're doing with signing these long-term LNG contracts. It's what you need to do. So I applaud the German leadership for taking the right step and saying, yo, we need to build all of this import capacity. It does not happen overnight, though, and it's much easier to start now, work forward. You know, I, I people ask me all the time, should I do it now or later? Always better to do something now because it gives yourself more time to continue to develop it. So, you know, I think there's this other quote here. This is from a left party lawmaker, Christian Lay. The truth is there won't be enough in the next three to four years of LNG production capacity in the world to meet the growing demand. So the unspoken strategy is that Germany will continue to pay crazy prices and other less rich countries go empty handed. Well, he's right. But if we invest in getting the product out of the ground, might be able to lower those prices. But I, I do agree with the sentiment here that it's all about the facilities importers. We have enough LNG. The question is, can we shift it around? I love this next article title, Oil and Gas or Offshore Oil and Gas is Back, Baby. And boy, is it ever. You know, I, it, you know, this article starts off by talking about how while everyone was busy in Davos talking about climate change, um, what's happening on the offshore oil and gas is going crazy right now. You know, they, we report, and this is reading directly from the article, in December of last year, oil Price reported that stocks of offshore oil and gas drilling contractors such as Transocean, Valeris, and Noble were skyrocketing amid robust demands with day rates for drinks surging as well. Now, yesterday, the Wall Street Journal is reporting that rates could top 500,000 per day, up from about 400,000 at the moment with offshore drilling. With offshore drilling picking up everywhere as demand shows no sign. Um, this is Noble Corp. Chief Executive Robert Effler. He told the Wall Street Journal in his article over the past year and a half, everyone has started drilling again offshore and they want to use the most efficient rigs. And all of a sudden, bam! So Qatar was also involved in the second largest offshore deal for 2022 with Italy's Saipam, again, for the North Field, which is um, understandable as the Qatari government plans to boost the country's LNG production capacity to seven um, from 77 million tons to 110 million tons. Um, the Emiratis over in um, the United Arab Emirates, they're boosting production capacity with help of Schlumberger and Halliburton. Norway's also expanding their offshore oil and gas prediction. Uh, Norway's petroleum minister awarded 47 new exploration licenses to 25 companies. We'd be remiss if we didn't talk about China. They're in here somewhere. I saw that. Oh, no, no it was Saudi Arabia. Saudi Aramco announced plans to increase production capacity by 1 million barrels a day. And most of that, according to Evercore, is coming from from offshore developments. Everybody is growing capacity offshore. And it's true that, I mean, we, we could spend hours talking about what's going on in the Permian right now. Is there growth? Is there not? You know, you, you can find somebody that could talk about it for years. All of the future demand or supply growth will come offshore. No doubt about that. The problem is how expensive does it become? And 500,000 a day, it takes 180 days to drill these wells. Oh, you complete it. Wow. So, especially these ultra off deep shores. So, point is, you know, I thought this was, you know, um, you know, according to West data from Westwood, this is again speaking directly from the article. Some 90% of the world's offshore rigs were contracted to work or were already working as of last December. That's up from 60% five years earlier. Pretty insane. 
It's it's pretty crazy. Drill ships cost about a hundred million dollars to put back online, and owners are demanding most of that money up front. Here we go. So a drill ship that was sent between Valaris and Equinor is in the deep water offshore Brazil. Total value of the deal, $327 million. $86 million of that was paid up front, including for the reactivation of the vessel. Well, hey, offshore oil and gas is the time to do it, folks. With oil prices being 80 bucks, there's never been a better time. Speaking of, of oil prices, we're currently trading at $80.11. Um, that's marketably down from around 82 which we were at the open. Again, um, two things I think buoyed prices down. One, we're expecting a little bit of a build in U.S. crude oil inventory, even though I, I doubt that. I, I doubt that is the the reason for it. Um, you know, really, I think the 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 other thing that happened today was U.S. business activity contracted in January for the seventh straight month. It was you know it, the downturn though in the business activity was more sectored on um, manufacturing and services, which has been the first time since September, and those are big uh, suppliers and or buyers of natural gas and crude oil. So I think both those weak dollar today, I think buoy prices down natural gas trading at $3.22. Again, I think it's just um, this cold front is approaching. That's what everybody believes. But really what we're looking at is just a production decline, even though we do are looking at some stronger consumption with these cold uh, prices coming in. You know, the 11 to 15 day window models trended cold over the 24 hour period. The pattern would deliver quote below into the south or below into the south during the mid period um, and much strong bellows in the Rockies permits. And at times, you know, again, natural gas, if Freeport is starting to take contracts, you know, that didn't help out today. So again, I, I think, you know, the, the natural gas markets are trying to tell us something and I need to be listening to them. There's just ample supply right now, um, regardless. And we, and, 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 you know, the weather's playing a factor into, but there is ample supply right now. So I'm going to take the call. Um, we also just heard, you know, as I record this Tuesday night, it's about seven o'clock US API crude oil inventories. Uh, guesstimated a 3.3 million barrel crude inventory build. As you listen to this on Wednesday, you will probably know we will cover this in the Thursday episode. It was a forecasted 1.6 million build. So it is what it is. I think the only other thing to note, guys, was was a big M&A deal. Matador Resources goes ahead and swipes up a advanced energy Partners Holdings, which is an NCAP based in NCAP portfolio company. They're based and have undeveloped locations out in uh, Lee County, New Mexico and Ward County. So you're talking, this is the heart of the Delaware Basin, baby. New Mexico, it's uh, it's some prime stuff. I'll give you a couple a couple highlights here. So the entire deal was an initial cash payment of $1.6 billion, subject to customary closing adjustments, plus additional cash considerations of $7.5 million for each month in 2023, in which the average oil price as defined in the securities purchase agreement exceeds $85 per barrel. So there's a little bit of a hedge built in. That's nice. Oil price popping an extra, you know, could be an extra 60, what is that, 60 million? So uh, a little over. So it could be, you know, it could be you know, $1.7 billion when it's all said and done. You know, you know, Matador is excited about this bolt-on opportunity uh, to work with Advanced NCAP. We view this transaction as unique value-creating opportunity for Matador and its stakeholders. We've evaluated this transaction based on our rock, based on rock quality, the strong existing production and cash flow profile, the potential reserve, high quality, blah 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 blah. blah. It's a big number. Okay, so here's some highlights: expected, um, you know, non-GAAP adjusted EBITDA. So who knows? Approximately 475 to 525 million at strip pricing. Um, it's two 3.2 multiple. Okay. But again, it's non-gap, non-gap. So who knows? We've got what do we have here? PV10, 1.9 billion. So they got it for a little cheap, theoretically. You know, P2, or excuse me, P1, you know, proved developed oil and gas reserves, 1.14 billion. 
So, you know, about 450, you know, 45,000 per flowing BOE. Ooh, okay. And that's what about a BOE is going for. Here's some asset highlights, projected production, 24,500 BOE per day, you know, 200 locations, 18,000 18, acres, 99% held by production, Northern Delaware Basin, it's contiguous, you know, it's called the strategic bolt-on. Here's the point. They got it all. They bought it all in cash. NCAP's Probably making, you know, it'll be interesting to, you know, I'd love to see the the books on NCAP. What this says is, you know, you know, and I thought this was interesting. I was, I was tuning into uh, another podcast I like, um, the BDE, um, and I heard uh, Chuck Yates talking about, you know, when a management team takes stock versus cash, what that says about where they feel. You know, do does the NCAP folks taking cash in this deal feel like they've squeezed as much juice out of the lemon and there's not much going forward, you know, for them and then and, and looking to cash out, taking a little bit of equity, you know, means there's they, they still see view some upside on the other the other the other half of the deal. So I, I think this all cash considerations is noteworthy and only that um, it'll be interesting to see what NCAP decides to do next. Otherwise, it's a great payday for them. Um, I think that's the one, you know, that's really about the only thing I say. You know, Delaware Basin, it's expensive to operate. You're going to go in and drill some $15 million two-mile ladder. Have, have fun with those AFEs. I'll tell you what, don't get me started on those. I think that's it, guys. I'm going to let you get out of here. Again, if you have any questions, email us questions at energynewsbeat.com. Check out the show notes for all links to the articles for Stuart Turley. I'm Michael Tanner. We'll see you tomorrow. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.